This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. everybody welcome back hope you had a great weekend out there we're going to kick off the marathon week brother ron sister miriam how y'all doing good morning good evening (laughs) good evening to y'all good morning to others how's everybody doing out there welcome aboard we're going to kick off today's marathon today is monday january 22nd 2024 shoot it'll be summertime before we know it this year's already moving quickly yeah, but uh, been uh, we're in the south down here, and it was 16 degrees. Woo, that's cold. Not summer yet. <laughs> and that uh, your brother was even colder. Oh, yeah. It, it, I think it got cold in Georgia, didn't it? Yes, sir. It did. Yes, sir. Everybody, welcome. Uh, brother and sister uh, Cohen, welcome back. You want to open us in prayer? The mic is yours. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, my Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your presence that is always here within us. Lord, I speak your life and blessing and your direction tonight for us where you would like to go. As you are revealing to us, we are free from our past. So I thank you, Father, for this time tonight. Bless Shannon and his family and everyone who is listening to receive. Amen. In Jesus' name. Yeshem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Yeshem Yeshua. Yes. Okay. Uh, Shannon, I want to pick up where we left off last week. I don't know if we left off last week, but I want to talk again about starting in Genesis chapter 1, the first verses, because it's very significant 
to where we're even going tonight. So thank you, Lord. In beginning, and I like to read these and take out the italics. In beginning, and that, that's Bereshit. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, empty, and darkness was on the face of the deep, of everywhere. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness he called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And so the evening and the morning was the first day. But, you know, it's actually several days later that he creates the sun and the moon. But God is saying here everything was in darkness, and God spoke, let there be light, and there was light. And the question we asked last week then was where did the light come from? If there was only darkness everywhere, where did light come from? And the answer is, light came from God. God light came out from God. And the question was then, if light came out from God, how did that happen? God spoke it. God spoke what was within him out of him. We see also that we are called the light of the world. And so we can ask you, Shannon, and you have the kingdom of God within you. We are called to manifest the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, to manifest it on this earth. How do we manifest it? Well, we could say, well, we'd be nice, we don't hurt anyone, we don't steal, you know, we're, we're manifest. But no, that's not the answer. We manifest what's within us just like God did. Remember, as he is, so are we also in this world. So we need to start speaking what's within us out. We are called to take domain. In our meeting last night, someone brought up the scripture very poignantly of Romans 5.17, where it says that we are kings on this earth. Here, I'll read that scripture to us. That's going to be in Romans 5. 13 Romanos and come on Ron here we go 517 for by one man's offense or trespass death reigned through the one that's Adam much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign as kings in life, will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So we are called to reign in life through that which is put within us, 
to reign in life. To, in other words, to, for reigners to take dominion. That's what a king does. He, he reigns over his domain. And so we need to know what our domain is. Could be your house, your apartment. Could be a few blocks around you. It may be your village. Even greater, God has maybe given you the domain of your city, your county, your state, maybe even the country you're in. But we are called to rule and reign over our dominion, over our domain that God has given us. I think, Shannon, I can ask most believers, what is your domain? And they'd be without a clue. Well, for one thing, we need to take domain or dominion over our physical bodies. That's something God's given every one of us to rule and reign over. I think if we did that, we would have far less sickness and disease in the, in the church or in the body of Christ. So we're to take domain. The kingdom of God is within us. How do we get it out of us? We speak it out. I think some people think they could pray it out. Well, that's possible, I guess. But if you're really going to be scriptural about it, you know, God didn't pray light out from him. He spoke. God didn't pray for the sun and the moon to come into being, the stars of things. He spoke it into being. So I think we need to do a lot more speaking out of our mouth. What you think of that, Shannon? And that we need to Amen. speak, taking dominion over, well, over your ministry, over our ministry. That's one thing God's given us. Okay. And to, to take dominion by speaking life. So even right now, Father, we gather together. Lord, I ask you to reveal to those that are listening, Father, what their domain is. What have you given them to take authority over and to keep safe, to keep active, to grow? Lord, we take dominion, Lord, over our ministries, Lord, from the enemy, in Jesus' name. Thank you for that, Father. So, again, that's so important for us to realize we need to start speaking more life. I want to go tonight to Hebrews chapter 1. Pastor Lottie and Miriam and I last night, well, actually a week or so ago, we started the book of Hebrews. We made it through three verses. And last night we uh, continued and We did Hebrews 1, 2, and 3 again. I think that's so powerful verses there. Hebrews is towards the back, isn't it? It's just before Revelations. I think I got it here. Okay. So Hebrews chapter 1, and I'll start in King James and New King James. God, who at various times and in different ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. Time past. Now, that's in the Old Testament. 
God spoke to humanity by prophets. But he has in this last days spoken to us by son. His there is in italics, his son. By son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the cosmos, the worlds, the uh, eons, the ages. In the Old Testament, God spoke through prophets. In the New Testament, God speaks through Son. That is Jesus, Yeshua. In reading this over and over the past week or so, you know, I begin to see in the New Testament, the prophets are a gift from Jesus. Jesus descended, Jesus ascended, Jesus gave gifts to men. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But the prophets in the New Testament have a different, in a sense, purpose and authority than those of the Old Testament. I think today, too many people go to prophets to get direction, to hear from God. When God has called every one of us to hear from him and get direction. So personally, I think we hear from God, get direction, and we go to prophets to confirm what God has already said. I think in some ways the church puts too much emphasis or too much lifting up, too much uh, attention to the prophet. Now, if we certainly is the prophetic ministry, but the prophetic ministry is not to be guiding your life. Different than in the Old Testament. Now we are guided by the Son, whom God has appointed to be heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds. So now, who being the brightness of his glory, and I guess if there's any prophets listening, you know, you might you might object. But again, remember, the prophets, you know, know in part, speak in part. They, they don't have the whole picture. So for us to glean of our whole life or, you know, our future in sense on prophetic words, which are not always accurate in totality. We need to really be able to hear from God ourselves. The Holy now, Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Yes, Miriam, through the Holy Spirit. Let me take some chai. Shannon, Shannon I got some real fresh chai here from India. Sounds good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, now... Who, Jesus, Yeshua, the Son, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, exunery, he has by himself, that's the the Greek word hypostasis, he has by himself 
purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, so this is in his resurrection when he came into the presence of the Father. He had by himself hypostasis. It's the same word used in um, in uh, Hebrews uh, 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance. Well, it's translated substance there, but it's actually hypostasis. He had by himself or by faith. Uh, faith is now the person of Jesus himself. Faith is now the person of Jesus. By faith, mm-hmm. now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, when Jesus by himself purged our sins, that word purged is a very strong, significant um, word. It's a legal term. I know some versions have cleansed our sins, but purged is more accurate. And the word purged literally means to, to erase, to take out. Give you an example. So you have a young man who years ago was caught in a crime. Uh, maybe he was busted for having drugs or something. He's convicted, paid a penalty. He might have gone even to prison for a time. Now he gets out. It's 50 years later. He's married. Could be he's got a church or working ministry. And for some reason, a policeman pulls him over, looks at his license, and he can pull up on his record that 50 years ago he was convicted of a crime. Well, that man could go to court, could go to the judge, and have his record purged. To purge means eradicated as if it never happened. That's a very strong legal word. To have your record purged means it can never be found. A lawyer, a judge, no one can go into your record and find that this ever happened in your past. It's been totally eradicated as if it never happened. When Jesus purged your sins, he so erased it, he eradicated it as if it never happened. Now, we have so many teachings and ministries and times that you go back into your past. Let's try to find any hidden sin back there and, uh, you know, somehow bring it to the Lord. Maybe, maybe it's not all taken care of. Brothers and sisters, your past has been totally eradicated as if it never happened. God is not a diver into your past. And boy, what some ministries do, they put on scuba tanks on you. 
And now they tell you to go into the depths of your past and try to find something. Well, God said it doesn't exist any longer. The thing with water baptism is you are dead to the old nature. You're dead to your past. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So this is this is something really important for us to understand because your your past no longer predicts your present and your future. You don't live any longer in your past. It's been eradicated. It's been deleted from the whole memory banks of God. God said he forgot, forgets your past as the east is from the west, as the depths of the sea, so your past is gone. To me, that's really good news because many people are still under guilt and condemnation of something they did 20, 30 years ago. They've asked for forgiveness many, many times. They responded to almost every altar call, come up and get cleansed of your past. But how do you get cleansed of something that doesn't exist any longer? To me, that's a great revelation, a great understanding. There is therefore now no condemnation, no guilt to those who are in Christ. We don't live according to our past. We live new every morning. I think we did a teaching a few weeks ago, Shannon, and that of the the three mysterions, the mysteries that Paul revealed. Paul came back out of 14 years with the Lord. And the first one is Second uh, uh, Corinthians uh, five seventeen? If you know you are a new creation, when you come to the Lord, you ask forgiveness, you get cleansed, you get purged, and you are completely a new creation. Some say all things are, all passed, things are passed away. Yes, some say you're so new you're not even human any longer. You're a brand new thing, a brand new creation that never was here before. And you are a new creation every day, every morning. God makes all things new. So again, if you missed the mark today, if you did something, said something, who knows, You ask forgiveness, it is purged from God's record, and you don't go back there any longer. You don't live under the guilt of it. Paul shared his testimony of where he used to be and how he came to the Lord. 
but he wasn't living under it any longer. He realizes it was purged from his records. So, Shannon, I don't know what your thoughts on that, but, you know, I've seen so much church counseling and church psychology, psychology, the study of the soul, psyche, you know, so much church stuff going back and pulling people back into their old nature. If you are dead in Christ and try to bring something dead to life again, what do you have? You have a zombie. And I think a lot of people in the church are walking zombies, still trying to understand or live in their past when their past has been crucified with Christ. You are dead to your past in that. What's the scripture here in um, Colossians 3? If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on the things of the earth. For you have died, past tense, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You have died. We, we, we don't live according to our past any longer. Even how good your past might have been, when you come to the Lord, it is done away with. You're a new creation in Christ. And even tonight, tomorrow morning, wherever you are, you are new in God. But let me encourage you to turn your mind and thoughts to that. And you are now with him as he sat down to the right hand on the right hand of the majesty on high. Don't forget to put cardamom in your chai. Mm -mm. Okay, verse 4, Hebrews 1, 4. And again, if you'd like to join us on a Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time, uh, I'll give out our email address, but you can email or call me and have a schedule. It's a call-in program by phone, and you just join our home fellowship as we read the book of Hebrews together. We just finished uh, a week or two ago, John 14, 15, 16, 17, the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And boy, that was so powerful for me to realize how much God was telling us four times in two chapters and that whatever you ask in my name, that shall be done for you. Okay, verse 4, having become so much better than the angels, he, Jesus, has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. And what's the name that Jesus obtained? He obtained the name Emmanuel, God with us. For to which of the angels did the Father ever say, you are my son, Today I have begotten you. And again, 
I will be to him, the son, a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. Worship him. And we are to worship Yeshua, Jesus. We don't worship angels. And of the angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Dear Shannon, I don't think the church uses their angels enough, if at all. Lord, there are many needs in people's lives that are listening right now. And Lord, I ask that the angels will go forth. The angels go forth in Jesus' name. And minister. There are, those angels are our ministering spirits. They've been assigned to us. And they're waiting. I remember a couple of years ago, I had a vision of a, a stadium. And uh, kind of like a football stadium. And there were thousands of angels sitting in the bleachers. And I was saying, what are you guys doing here? And they said, well, we're waiting for direction. We're waiting for someone to tell us what to do. So you all have angels hanging around, your angels, waiting for a word to them from God on what to do. Well, we need to know what God wants us to do to send the angels forth to minister, send the angels forth to bring forth finance, to open doors, to close doors. But to the Son, God says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the kingdom, is of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up and they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? And that's everyone that's listening now. You are ones who will inherit God's full sozo, salvation, not just to be saved, but full salvation, health and strength. Love that I wish that you'll prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us. So, Lord, we all have needs. Lord, for expansion of ministries. Lord, for finances. Lord, for 
purposes. Lord, I just speak for our ministering spirits to go forth and bring forth all that is there for us. All the needs we have, we know that in Second Peter 1, 3, God's provided already everything we need in this earthly realm and within us. Everything we need for life and godliness. Lord, I ask for the angels to go forth and to bring that to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you, Lord. Where am I going to go now? I wanted to read this in a couple other versions. And that. So I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them was only a fragment at that time, building one truth upon another. But to us living in these last days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of a son, the appointed heir of everything. For through him, God created the panorama of all things and all time. Amen. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirrored image. That's a big sentence. Jesus is the express image of the invisible God. You can't see God. He's Father. He's invisible. But if you've seen Jesus, you have seen the image of the Father. Because they are one. They are one, yes. I and my Father are one. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplishes for us the complete cleansing, eradicating, purging of sin. And then took the seat on on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic Father. Mm, mm, mm. The outshining effulgence of God's glory. He is the sprout of God, the image of God. The sun is God's mirror image, an exact expression, the reflection of God. He is almighty. And the Greek word phero has its primary meaning to carry along or to move forward. And this is the Greek word rhema, which is saying the sun is is the spoken word manifest big thing great so these are these are words almost beyond our comprehension he is greater infinitely greater than angels for he inherited a rank and a name far greater than theirs for god has never said to an angel what he said to jesus You are my favorite son. Today I have fathered you. So what role then do the angels have? The angels are spirit 
messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. Again, remember, our sins, our past has been cleansed away with, eradicated, deleted from the record, unable to be found again. If we look a moment at Philippians, and I really like this verse, Philippians 3, uh, verses 13 and 14, where Paul says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but the one thing I do, this is what he's saying every morning, this is the first thing, the one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So what Paul's saying, forgetting your past, it's been eradicated, it's been purged, it's been done, forget those stuff. I know you had a difficult childhood. I know you might have been abused. I know you might have been really hurt. Might have had business failures and marriage failures. But Paul says, cover it with the blood, cleanse it, eradicate it, and get on with your life. Forget those things which are behind and reach forward to the things which are ahead. For Paul says that I am pressing toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Lord, again, I lift up those listening. And every one of us have a goal, an upward prize, a goal that God has put for our lives in Christ Jesus. No matter what it is. And we need to release ourselves from the chains of the past and press forward to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Whenever I say release ourselves from the chains, I always have a vision of a hot air balloon with sand ballast. And, uh, you know, many, many people have 8 and 12 sand ballasts. You've got hurts and pains and things that have happened in the past. Guilt and shame. And guilt and shame, yes. That's right, Miriam, guilt and shame. And we need to cut these sandbags, these ballasts. We need to cut these chains off of us to be able to sail on to what God has for the rest of your life whether it's another 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, however years remaining of this life on this earth, we need to fulfill our purposes in God. I like uh, what we read a while ago in uh, John 1.29. And uh, it's a familiar scripture, but the Greek The next day, John saw Jesus approaching him and declared, 
Behold the Lamb of God. This is the one who would lift the sin of the cosmos like an anchor from the seafloor for mankind to sail free. Do you realize Jesus lifted sin off of you and the sin nature so that you can rise up in God and sail free? And yet so many in the church and this is from 45 years of counseling and working and counseled by the Spirit and different degrees that I've had, and that so many still feel like they are anchored to the seafloor and can never sail free into what God has. But that's not truth. Jesus lifted the sin of the cosmos. He lifted the anchor. He cut the ballast off of you so that you can rise up into God and sail free. Rise up into God and fulfill God's calling and purposes for your life. Let me see what Philippians says here. Uh, Philippians chapter 3 in that thank you Philippians 3 and that's 16 and 17 amen this is such good stuff in that 13 and 14 what's that's truth and it's all scripture and that's all I'm doing tonight is reading scripture to you We're trying to get more of an exact understanding of what Paul was saying here. I am not boasting about this newfound righteousness as if I came up with the idea. On the contrary, I have distanced myself from everything, the do-it-yourself system of law and works and willpower previously represented in my reference. And now I am fully engaged with that which the prophetic pointed. Christ is whom we were reaching for all along. Here he is in our face with our immediate grasp, within our immediate grasp. I have the prize of mankind's redeemed innocence in full view. Just like a champion athlete in the public games, I refuse to be distracted by anything else. God has invited us in Christ to lift up our eyes and realize our identity in him. Well, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus to be conformed into the image of Christ, to realize you are a mirror image of him. And as he is, so are we in this world. Do not get distracted by religion. Don't get distracted by works. It's only going to pull you further and further away from fulfilling what God has for us. We have prayed many times and taught about breaking the religious spirit off of us. And Lord, we continue to 
break off and push away. Lord, that spirit of works, that other gospel Paul talked about. Lord, the gospel of works that so tries to come on the people of God. Thinking if you pray more, fast more, do more, give more, you'll get closer to God. But you are already in him and he is already in you. You've already been accepted in the beloved. How much closer can you get? So our prayer is to have the revelation, to realize, to see with our inner eyes and our senses who God has made us to be in him. We are everything in Christ. All in all. Mm, 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 mm. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We can go back to Ephesians chapter 1, 1 and 2, and just read everything that he has for us. And even Galatians here, Galatians 3, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He has already redeemed you from the curse of the law. So if you have already been redeemed, why are you praying to get redeemed? The curse of the law, of sickness, poverty, and death. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Such a great scripture that you have been made free from the law of sin and death. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 a moment. You know, all of these scriptures and all the letters, they all flow together with that same revelation from Paul of who you are in Christ and how you have been made free. Hmm. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. Just as he chose us, Ecleo, he called us out in him, before the foundation of the world, before creation, before God ever spoke, let there be light. You were already in him. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us, predestined you to adoption. You are in a new family. You're not of the old family. And so much counseling and people, you know, this was so hard. I had such a rough childhood and that no father or mother abused. But you are not of that family any longer. You have been adopted into a new family where God is your father. Jesus is your older brother. You are now considered a son 
according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. Again, such a powerful word. He has already bestowed on you, accepted you. If you're already accepted in God and you're already a son, why do you keep putting in applications to get accepted? You're already in. Live who you are. Live as if you are in and accepted in the beloved. Nothing more you need to do. You can't pray yourself in. You're already in. Well, maybe if you give more. Well, you're already in. You're not giving to get accepted. You're already accepted. Powerful words. If we just lived what it said. Mm. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. You have already been redeemed. Your past has been forgiven. It's under the blood. You've been exonerated, purged out from the mind of God. Your past doesn't even exist any longer. Which he made us to abound toward us in wisdom and prudence. And he made known to us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure. We talked a couple weeks ago. Uh, the program here, I think Shannon has it in his archives. The mysterion, the mystery of God's will. You are a new creation. You have access to the Father. You can come boldly before the throne of grace. Receive grace and mercy to help you in time of need. You have access to the Father. And it includes Jews and Gentiles. All Gentiles, all nations, all tribes are now a part of that blessing, of that family of God. No one's excluded. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord must be saved, is a part of it. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, however country, wherever they're from, whatever language, They are part of this great, glorious church, ecclesia, this body of Christ. You have it all. Mm -mm -mm. You have been made alive. You were once dead in sins and trespasses. God has made you alive. You're a new creation. The Father says, live who you are. Not who you're going to be. Live who you are. You are a new creation in Christ. Mm, 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 mm. So Paul prayed that the Father of glory may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that the eyes, the mind of your heart, of your understanding being flooded, enlightened, flooded with light that you may know the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in you? 
And what is the exceeding greatness of his power extended to all of us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ (coughs) when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Far above, far above, wow! Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named and also to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave Jesus to be head over all things, the church, which is his body, you, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So, Lord, I thank you that you have made us alive. We're no longer under our past. We're no longer dead in our past sins and trespasses. You eradicated. You purged our sins and have given us a new life, a new life, a new victory in you. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for all that you have done and are doing for us. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for who I really am in you. So I need to constantly go to the mirror, James 1, and look into the word and see and remember who I am. And for you to remember who you are, don't forget. Don't walk away from the meeting, from the mirror. Don't walk away from this message you're hearing right now. In 15 minutes, forget who you are and what it said. Don't walk away and think, oh, I am so bogged down with the sins of my past. Your sins of your past do not exist. They've been purged from God's record. It's not in the courts of heaven. Been eradicated and deleted. So I bless you tonight in the hearing of the word of God and the life God has for you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. I like that. Amen. (laughs) I got to hear this word tonight. (laughs) Powerful word tonight. We are live with... Shannon, it's just Bible. All I'm reading is scripture. Praise the Lord. Good, good. Thank you. What do we call this? Living without a past? From your past, yes, anything like that. Free from your past. Hello, everybody. Welcome. If you're here tonight, if you're just coming in, we're live with Dr. Ron and Miriam Cohen, and uh, we'll have this up in the archive within about an hour after the end of the show. Uh, all the shows are being uploaded pretty quick now. Brother, Sister Cohen, um, tell people about your ministry, what you got going on, how they can participate yep. and support it. And we're busy every day. We were in Germany this afternoon and tonight with you. And then we're off to Rwanda all through uh, Skype and WhatsApp and uh, and Zoom. And the technology that God has given us to touch the world without even leaving our home. Well, and that for, <laughs> for those of us used to be on planes every week and traveling, this is a whole different way of doing ministry. 
Well, Shannon, anyone can get a hold of me. I'm pretty available. Uh, my email is roncohen47, R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N-4-7 at AOL.com. roncohen47 at AOL.com. And my phone is 302 559 1766. 302 559 1766. Feel free to call or email or text me. I'll be glad to send you out the schedule of uh, the meetings that we do during the week that are call in. And uh, I don't think they could uh, interfere either on the weekends. Uh, by phone, you call in. And uh, with Pastor Lottie and Miriam, and we're continuing with the book of Hebrews now, week by week and verse by verse. Um, if you want to help our ministry, and it's coming toward the end of the month, we've got a, we have 200 kids in Haiti that we feed every month. We've got to get that over. I've already taken care of Rwanda this week and uh, have some in India and Pakistan. Um, Germany's our meetings. But if you could help with that, that would be greatly appreciated, helping with these children that we're taking care of. And, and don't forget uh, Omega Man and, and Shannon and his ministry there. Uh, you can do that by PayPal for us, our ministry on PayPal, on uh, Zelle, on uh, what else do we have, Cash App. All under my email, roncohen47 at AOL.com. Well, thank you for this time together, Shannon. I appreciate it. Always an honor to be with you all. I appreciate you coming on tonight. It was a great word. I'll get you a copy here in just a little bit. And, okay, uh, yeah. Your, I let listen to it that don't your, get on. Your sure, email, thank you. Give the email out again. Yes, roncohen47 at AOL.com R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N 47 at AOL.com Yes Love and appreciate and, you both Are you still doing your Spanish classes? <laughs> I just finished a few minutes ago <laughs> and let's see, two weeks from now I start my third year over at the university here and I have a conversational, and I still wonder, you know, I'm putting all this time in, what am I going to do with this Spanish? French was my language. Well, who but, knows? Uh, God may send you down, I don't, I don't know down anyone in the America. neighborhood that speaks Spanish, but about a third of my neighborhood of, uh, of uh, North Carolina, he speaks Spanish. Well, if the Lord yeah, sent no you and Sister Miriam here. down to Guatemala or Costa Rica or south of the border, it will definitely come in handy any of that and uh, of course easy for me for us Americans easy for me is to go back to Puerto Rico uh, that's not even another country um, still, it's still English. American yeah speaking and, uh, of uh, languages in about 10 days I start uh, biblical Hebrew kindergarten Hebrew yes you're olive bait gimel dollar rich hey the, uh, <laughs> the group is called oh, Israel Institute of Biblical Studies. Yes, I know them. Uh, I was with them many years ago. That's Rosen School. Okay. And uh, so you're going to do it online, which is good. So they have a Zoom t- Zoom class, and it's really uh, it's really uh, quite um, organized. They have a login portal. They give you all the uh, the books uh, digitally, 
you can order a hard copy if you want, but that'd be kind of difficult for me here. But um, it's about 10 people in a class, I think, 7 to 10 people. Um, yeah, and the other thing, Shannon, if they do it the way it used to, uh, you have a stylus and you can actually write on your screen. Well, that's very interesting. So you can write the Hebrew letters out, and you're going to have to do that eventually anyway. And uh, if you're ever in the middle of a lesson, give me a call and we can do the Hebrew together. I could help you a little bit with the pronunciation. Well, thank you. It's been a lot of years on It's that, kindergarten for but, me, uh, so, uh, you know, I've got a long way to go, but you got to get started somewhere. You do. <laughs> and that. Uh, you know, a good way to, a good way you can start really is to go get yourself a New York bagel with cream cheese and lox. That's about <laughs> as Jewish as you can get. Well, praise the Lord. Well, hope, you know, look, I'm getting prepared in case, uh, you know, I get an opportunity later down the road to uh, get a hold of Leningrad or the Aleppo Codex, Masoretic Hebrew. I can read it or try. And, or you know, of course, to, yes. uh, surprise the Lord when we end up in Jerusalem speaking Hebrew to him. That would be good. You know, at, at least just, just to be able to read it. Oh, Miriam said, don't forget our kids. Um, don't forget uh, Greg, if you ever want to oh, yes. get him on the program again. I talked to him this morning. Definitely. Uh, we're on the new schedule. So now that I've made the transition, uh, I'm going to go down the list and try to get everybody back on who we were had on previously last year. And uh, I'm making a note right now to call Greg. Definitely want to get him back on. It'll be an honor. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, perfect. And then if you if you call him, tell him it was. Uh, I mentioned it to you. Absolutely. Okay. Love you both. Thank you, Love Sister you Mary. Love you guys. Excellent. And uh, go enjoy week. some sushi. Um, no more sushi for me for right now. Um, I already had deworming, so I'm gonna stay away from the the raw fish for a while. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe over there. Yes. Just eating ground okay. beef and chicken. God bless you both. Thank you. See you next week okay. if you are. Let Bye-bye. me know. See you next week. Yes, sir. Okay, very Bye-bye. good. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Okay, folks. Let's uh, save this. We'll be right back. After every program, make sure you restart the browser because I'll stop and restart.